Welcome to The Empowered Place, a place for amazing souls like you to stop playing small and start playing big. I'm your host, Tracy, and I truly believe that vulnerability can and will heal the world. On this podcast, we encourage anyone and everyone to share their stories and let their heart be heard. Whether it's through solo episodes, guest interviews, or coaching calls with courageous clients, we hope every episode will leave you feeling empowered and ready to create your life on your own terms. Here, we don't give away our power. Here, we become empowered. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Empowered Place. I really hope that you have been enjoying these episodes leading up to this one. Last week, I had an incredible episode 13. I had an incredible guest on that episode, my dear friend, angel, and life coach, Stevie Wright. And that one I highly, highly recommend you listen to because what we talk about is really the basis behind everything I do with my work for clients and what has changed my life for the better. It's an incredible episode. She has so much knowledge and wisdom. I really hope you listen to that episode. But for today, we are switching gears a little bit here. It's just myself. And um, today, I think, or more so I feel, I'm feeling into talking about something that I have done research on for probably good past couple of years, I would say maybe since 2017. Um, I, what, what I want to talk about today is a combination of two of my favorite things, two things that I'm very passionate about. One of them is travel and the other is holistic health or holistic well-being ways that we take care of ourselves in a natural way. Now, how do holistic health and travel relate to each other in what I'm talking about today? We are actually going to dive into some pretty extraordinary stuff that has been out there for, you know, research in, in, in far back for a couple of years now from this guy that started his discovery of the people who lived the longest all around the world. And there's only a few set sections of the world where there's a community of centenarians. Centenarians are people who live up into their, you know, up into 100 years old and beyond. It's so fascinating. And these sections of the world are called blue zones. So blue zones, like I said, are where some of the oldest, healthiest people live in the world. And I even, I even read a book on it, I think probably back in 2017, because I was just so fascinated in how to take care of ourselves 
in a natural self-empowering way where we don't need to always run to the doctor. We don't, you know, because we are taking the actions earlier on in our lives to prevent those visits. Now, there are, I don't, I think I mentioned, but if I didn't, there are five blue zones in the whole entire world that this man, Dan Butner, physically traveled to these places and talked to the locals and learned more about their lifestyle, <laughs> what keeps them young, what, what allows them to grow older and stay healthy and all that beautiful stuff. So that is what I'm gonna drop some knowledge bombs on you with today. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it and let's get into it. So in no particular order, one of the blue zones I'm gonna start with here is in the island of Sardinia, Italy. Now, Sardinia, like I said, it's an island off of um, Italy, but it's a, it's, a, it's, an, it's a pretty big island. It's not the whole island where it's considered a blue zone. It's only a specific part of it. Um, it's a mountainous island in the Mediterranean. And what's incredible is that in most regions of the world, women tend to outlive men. But here, the men are the most of the population of centenarians part of what they love to do is they love walking a few miles every day miles sardinians also eat a largely plant-based diet of whole grains beans is a big one local vegetables and fruits a lot of these locals will have um, or will not have cars, which is why they walk so much, but also they do it for just the enjoyment of moving their bodies. And another natural way to move their bodies is a lot of the times these locals have uh, gardens. So they're tending to their plants and harvesting and planting. And that's just a natural, beautiful way to get exercise without even thinking of it because they're enjoying this activity. This one might shock people and or it might, it might also excite some of you listening because one of the things that also contributes to a long, healthy lifestyle is apparently red wine. You heard that right. Red wine. And of course, as probably a lot of you know, wine is a staple in Italy and so one glass of wine a day, it keeps the heart healthy. It's rich in antioxidants. There's science behind all of this. A lot of great benefits to drinking the red wine, of course, in moderation. So that's a few things. Um, but I just, I'm going to briefly touch on a few of the examples in each region and then kind of just sum up what all these areas have in common. Another blue zone out there in the world that has been researched and visited and proclaimed is in Okinawa, Japan. Now, also, I looked up some pictures of Okinawa, Japan, and it just looks beautiful, it's lush with waterfalls and just 
just looks like there's beautiful water there. And just like Sardinia, this is actually a group of islands that is off the coast of Japan. So Okinawa consists of a lot of different islands, but the one in particular now is in Okinawa. This culture has a heavy emphasis on social interaction. So community is a really big thing for these centenarians. They thrive off of connection, a sense of belonging and community. And that's a really big contribution to people living longer in Okinawa, Japan. Another blue zone we have here is in Nicoya, Costa Rica. And I hear nothing but wonderful things about Costa Rica. I have actually been, um, but I'll touch on that a little bit later here. I just wanna get in all the facts here because it's also interesting. Um, Costa Rica, they, they go by this, this saying. Some of you might have heard Pura Vida, but there's also another saying that specifically the centenarians um, live for and with, and it's Plan de Vida which means in English, reason to live. So this means maintaining a positive outlook, prioritizing family, and like I said earlier, staying active, you know, moving your body in natural ways. And Nikoyans also enjoy a largely unprocessed plant-based rich diet, just like the other, um, other blue zones I mentioned, but yes. Plan de vida, reason to live. They wake up every morning with a sense of purpose. And a lot of the times that purpose does have to also do with the community that they're involved with and that sense of belonging. The next blue zone, the fourth blue zone here is Ikaria. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's I-K-A-R-I-A. Icaria, Greece. <laughs> and so this is another part of the Mediterranean. Um, I was really excited to hear about this one, actually. I mean, technically, technically, Italy is part of the Mediterranean, yeah? So I've heard. Um, but in Greece, I, they, they thrive off of, you know, a big Mediterranean diet. And I was happy to hear this because I actually really do love Mediterranean food. Um, even just last night, I went, I went to a Greek restaurant that I love that is just, uh, their salads and their dressings and the pita bread and the fish. It's just all so, so fresh. And every time I eat Greek, some sort of Greek food, I usually feel really, really good afterwards and really light. And, um, exuberant, so to speak, and just really um, healthy. So in Greece, they're going to focus on a big Mediterranean diet. And it is known as one of the healthiest ways of eating or healthiest styles of eating. So that means it's a lot of fruits and vegetables and whole grains and healthy fats like olive oil. And the residents of this Greek island live on average eight years longer 
than Americans do. I think we can learn some things from them. In addition to enjoying this kind of med Mediterranean cuisine, it's also customary for these people to take, and I love this, I love this, I love this. It's customary for these people to take mid-afternoon breaks every day. Yes, I'm all about that. You know, I'm, I'm all about the breaks and the taking time to rest and breathe and reflect and just be the human being that you are. You know, it's so beautiful. I, I think they do this in Italy as well, where, or at least, I don't know if it's not every day, then it's, it's at least maybe every Saturday. I'm not too certain, but they take the time to just close down everything and take a break. And I think that's so beautiful and so conscious you know, to, to humanity. It's, and, and it's vital because in order to speed up, you have to slow down, you know? So it's just, it's a pivotal, pivotal point to all this is taking more time for rest. Absolutely. And the fifth and final blue zone that has been researched thoroughly and visited as one of the healthiest, longing, longest living people in the world. And this might surprise some of you. It certainly surprised me because honestly, I really didn't think that there would be one in the United States. However, there is in Loma Linda, California. And Loma Linda, California, I actually used to live fairly close near. I, I used to live in Los Angeles and Loma Linda, California is only about mm, 60, that's six zero, 60 miles east of Los Angeles. So I actually did get to, to visit um, when, I, when I knew it was a blue zone and I'll get into that in a moment, but it's really cool. It's, it's a part of Southern California and it's a community that tends to outlive the average American by a decade, by a decade, guys. Loma Linda is is um pr prides himself in their in their faith. There's a huge Adventist population there, which means there's a huge emphasis on a vegan diet, observing a day of rest every weekend, like. See, since the, all these communities and regions of the world are just tying in with each other, right? Starting to notice a pattern here. And when Dan Buettner visited this part of the world, the, the guy who started the research on all the blue zones and wrote the book, he also notes that many residents of Loma Linda enjoy an active schedule into their 90s making a point to move their bodies and engage with communities every single day. How cool is that? <laughs> now, uh, as I just mentioned, I actually did end up visiting Loma Linda, California. And this was during a time where I was just about to move from Los Angeles and I was driving back to the East Coast. It was going on this big road trip, this solo road trip. And 
I said, no, I have to, I have to visit this place before I leave. I'm so close to one of the five blue zones in the whole entire world. I can't miss out on this opportunity. So I ended up going for a day and I brought my friend along with me because she wanted to come. She, she found the whole thing very fascinating as well. And we got there, we drove there and keep in mind, this is just me explaining based off my experience the particular day I went, the time, the, the, you know, the places I was in, the, you know, where I was at what time and how I perceived things. This is all my experience. I will say that when I went to Loma Linda, it wasn't, there wasn't really much going on, at least to my, to my naked eye. It seemed like a very quiet town and also keep in mind this was in June of 2020 so it was very fresh into the into the pandemic and you know because older people live there I'm sure that most of them were you know inside their houses staying safe and and doing all that good stuff now when I visited with my friends we walked around a little bit we went to a park the park was huge. It was so widespread with just beautiful blush green grass. And um, the land really seemed like it was thriving, you know, but there was not many people around. Again, totally could be circumstantial. However, there was one happening that, you know, my eyes stumbled upon that I thought was, again, very interesting. And it was when, it was when I spotted a big group of people. They were all just, for most of the time they were together, they were in a circle, standing in a circle together. And they weren't really talking to each other. They weren't really even looking at each other. All I remember was it was these, these a group of people and you could tell they were locals and they were just all standing in a circle together and then there was like music playing in the background and it was very it was very old-timey feeling music but when I really listened to the words closely I could tell there were like a lot of references to God and our savior you know things of that nature so my brain started to catch on a little bit that, you know, these were very religious people and this was them practicing their faith with their community. Now, why were they standing in a circle, you know, not talking to each other or looking at each other? I mean, I don't know, maybe they were just really immersing themselves in the music. But I just remember sitting there, I was sitting on a bench with my friend kind of kind of gazing over at them and she didn't really notice at first and I you know I kind of caught her attention like hey like look at this 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 right here is a big example right before my eyes of you know why this is one of the blue zones so I thought it was really cool to witness that and then as we finished there at the park right before we were about to leave the town um 
I, I don't, I can't remember whose idea it was. It was probably mine, but I said, I think we were passing, we were passing, like we were walking through a neighborhood and then we were passing near a senior citizen home. And I think I saw that and I went, oh my gosh, there's probably so many centenarians there. We should go check it out or something like, and you know, of course we, you know, we had our masks on every, and, and everything, but we didn't fully on go inside the building. I think what really caught my eye was that there were people already outside. There were, you know, older ladies sitting out front of the building, just, I don't know, enjoying the day and and the company in the company they were in, you know, but I just thought it was such a great opportunity to just like Dan Buhner did go up to these people and talk to the locals and, you know, actually really ask them what their secret is, so to speak, in the flesh and receive that information that way was such an exciting thing for me and it was special. And so I wanted to take advantage of it. My friends, I don't know, like at my friend who I was with, she's a very, love her, bless her, bless her light. She's a very blunt and outspoken person. And she will go up to anybody and everybody and just talk, just talk your ear off. She's very lovable. You gotta love her. And at that point, I, something came over me because I was like really excited, but I was nervous. I felt like I was approaching these, you know, these celebrities that I read about, you know, in these books and online and online and everything. And my friend, Diana, she was like, oh, come on, like, don't be silly. Let's go and talk to them, you know? And then I started making excuses. I was like, oh, but COVID, you know, like, I mean, blah, blah, blah. you know, we, we had our masks on the whole time and we stayed a very good distance apart from them but we did approach them we went up to them uh, as they were sitting outside and, and I remember telling my friend okay you be the first one to say something like at the time I was just so giddy and nervous about it all and so so of course she did and she's like hey my friend here um knows about the blue zones and she said that this one is one of the five in the whole world and we wanted to talk to you a little bit on it and and uh what what you believe you know your secret is living a long, a long life and all that so she initiated the conversation it ended up being such a good thing these ladies were so so sweet okay and oh god what was it i think my friend again she's very very blunt very outspoken. She just randomly asked one of the ladies, how old are you? I just said, how old are you? And I'm like, Tana. Um, now this particular lady that she asked, she didn't really look that old. Like she looked pretty good. Like I, I think me and Diana both thought she looked like she was in her sixties. And when she told us, we were just so taken back by it all. And it all, it all made sense. I was like, oh my gosh, like she was, <clears throat> I forget the exact number, but she was 90 something years old. And she looked like she was in her 60s. And that just blew us away with how healthy and young she looked, how, you know, 
the vitality that she had. It was such a beautiful thing. You know, there were other ladies sitting nearby <clears throat> that ended up getting in on our conversation. Really, really sweet ladies. I wish I remembered their names because one of them had like like a really old, older name. And I thought it was so charming and, and endearing. Was it Fern? I don't know, but it was just these unique names and these ladies just sitting out on their porch of the senior citizen home. And they were so receptive to us. They were really excited to talk to us just like I was to them. And they were receptive. And we, you know, we eventually asked them, so what is your secret? You know, if, if, if you could just tell us maybe one or two things of what you believe has keep has kept you, you know, living a longer life and feeling good in the midst of all of it. And one of the ladies said very confidently and without hesitation, she said, <laughs> she said, moving, like moving your body, you know, going on walks, exercising. And then the one thing I remember her saying that really stuck with me, she said something along, along the lines of, and no stress. <laughs> I was just like, oh, no stress. Well, how does that work? <clears throat> I think a big part of the no stress portion of her lifestyle was that she was always in community and her friends and her close-knit tribe kept her feeling happy and strong and therefore it, she just believes that when you don't have as much stress as the average American does tends to have you will live a longer life and I truly truly believe that you know there have been periods in, in my life where I've really felt my best and I felt like I was thriving and I knew that if I stayed at this vibration or I kept these practices going that, you know, held me high at this vibration, that I would continue thriving through life. It's just, it's really important, you know, to find what gives you joy in life and stick with that and pursue it and make it a consistent thing in, <clears throat> in your life. Like, preferably, excuse me, I'm clearing my throat here, <clears throat> preferably not a thing that you, that you revisit every now and then, but something that you can really incorporate in your day-to-day -day life that gives you joy is so, so vital. Um, and then as far as the <clears throat> Costa Rica, Costa Rica blue zone, this one's in Nicoya. And actually, if I do a quick little search here, Nicoya, on my computer, let me just see what comes up here. <clears throat> if I am not mistaken, I have been, I have been to Costa Rica before. Uh, and I've looked this up once before, and if I'm not mistaken, I was pretty close to where this blue zone is. Um, I originally went to Costa Rica for a wellness retreat center, 
And I'm trying to remember where that town was. So, okay, I guess I have never been to the Costa Rica Blue Zone, but I was, <laughs> was pretty dang close. Um, basically, my goal is to visit all five Blue Zones in the whole world. That's like my big vision and my travel bucket list for my life is to visit all these places. And it, like I did in Loma Linda, just talk to the locals and, you know, hopefully live like a local if I if I visit for an extended period of time but yeah okay so after after that quick after that quick search I don't believe I have so basically I I, I looked this up because I thought that when I went to Costa Rica that I was in the town right next to it I might not have been it might have been a little farther down the way any um so yeah so we have Sardinia, Italy. We have Okinawa, Japan. Nicoya, Costa Rica. Ikara, Greece. Sorry, Ikaria is probably how it's pronounced, Greece. And Loma Linda, California. Now, what do all of these places have in common? I will just broaden this up really quick by saying, by mentioning, and this is a key point here, is that all these things that people are incorporating in their lives, they make it their lifestyle. They don't make it a thing that they have to do or like a, like a laundry list of items in the pursuit of wellness. So, you know, they have to check off a list, you know, you work out for X amount of hours a, a week at the gym and then you cut out certain foods, and then you work incredibly hard, but then you also have to find time to meditate. And people, people get stressed at these to-do lists, even when these things on the list are really, really beneficial for you. So instead of making a list and checking it off, make it a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle of choices for those who live in these blue zone regions. And they definitely all overlap with each other. So to sum it all up, diet. Diet is huge. Um, the emphasis on unprocessed foods, foods that are rich in fruits, vegetables, and whole grains, very, very important to consume. This is the stuff that the body craves, guys. This is the stuff that the body craves. There's also a focus on uh, moderation, of course. So portion control, you know, they don't overeat like us Americans do. They really focus on their portion size. And Okinawans in Japan, for example, they abide by a rule to stop eating when they're about 80% full and other Blue Zone residents save the smallest meal for the end of the day and don't eat anything else after that. So it's kind of like they start with the biggest meal of the day and then as the day goes on, the meals just get smaller and smaller. Exercise is a big one. Exercise in these communities, it's like, you know, these, these, these communities are, aren't hitting the gym for hours or running marathons like we tend to envision ourselves having to do. Instead, they incorporate moderate activity, like, like I said, walking or gardening. A lot of these residents have gardens, you know? 
these are the things they incorporate in their daily routine. And it really, really pays off in the end. And it can be quite enjoyable. The other one, alcohol in moderation, of course, but the, the big one is red wine. And besides the, ex uh, for, for the exception of the Adventists in Loma Linda, I don't believe that they drink alcohol, but in the blue zones where <clears throat> they do enjoy alcohol on a regular basis, that would probably be sake in Japan and wine, the red wine in Icaria and Sardinia, Italy. So the other thing that really coincides with all the other regions is you know, taking a breather, taking a break, um, not, you know, not piling up all this stress in our bodies. And it's, it's about having a, you know, a positive impact or sorry, a positive outlook on life, which will then in turn give a positive impact to yourself and others, of course. But yeah, just, you know, whether that de-stressing is you taking a nap or communing with friends or practicing faith. It's all very, very important. Taking that breather, taking that break. And of course, friendship, you know, it's no coincidence that Blue Zone residents all place a premium um, on community and prioritizing their loved ones. So beyond the psychological and emotional benefits of having a support system in place, surrounding yourself with like-minded friends can help reinforce healthy habits. And so that pretty much sums it all up is, you know, the friendship, breather, taking a breather, alcohol, <laughs> like that one's kind of funny to say, but the red wine, the red wine in moderation because of those antioxidants, exercise and diet. And you look at all these from, from a view, from afar, and you think, oh goodness, that is, that all just sounds too easy. Like, aren't I already doing that stuff already? Because it really is stuff that we should be naturally incorporating in our day-to-day -day lives, but we overlook it so easily, you know, eating healthy, moving our bodies, like just taking daily walks. <laughs> you know, a lot of people, unfortunately, unfortunately, would say, oh, I don't have time to take a walk. Really? Like, you don't have time to nourish your body and clear your mind and take a break from the world or listen to, you know, your favorite music or a podcast on, on a 15 minute walk or so or even longer. Walking for me has become one of my ultimate forms of meditation, um, movement meditation in particular. And honestly, looking back on this list of things that the Blue Zones live by, I'm actually very proud of myself. You know, I discovered Blue Zones, like I said, quite a few years ago in 2017, where I was, you know, I think <laughs> how it happened was, I don't, I don't really remember how I learned about it, but I do remember going to the library specifically to pick up that book. And if I'm correct, I think if you are interested, the book is called, let me look this up real quick, by Dan Butner. I know it's by Dan Butner. It's probably just called The Blue Zones. Okay. 
we have here. Yeah, it's just called The Blue Zones. And it's by Dan Buettner, uh, B-U-E-T-T-N-E-R. And it's a really wonderful book that explains, uh, you know, a lot of what I have been talking about in this episode in further detail. But yeah, I just went to a library one day. I was very interested in, in the whole in the whole lifestyle of it all. And I wanted to learn more. And I I checked that book out of the library. Well, actually, like checked it out, but then I started reading it in the library. That's how excited I was when I first got it. I just I couldn't wait. And I lived literally less than 10 minutes down the road. I started reading it in the library and I would absolutely read that book all over again if I ever get my hands on it again. But yeah, highly recommend that book. Highly recommend, you know, even YouTubing about it. Just educating yourselves more and starting to incorporate it in your life. Like I said, I didn't even really realize it. And subconsciously, maybe I didn't realize it. But now looking back, I think maybe that book was really setting me up for success. And I, like I said, I wasn't realizing it because my subconscious read this book and I was really inspired. And then I just slowly started to create this lifestyle for myself that actually, actually looked like these centenarians. Um, so for years now, up until, up until today, I, I eat a mostly plant-based diet, uh, the centenarians do eat fish every now and then. I think it might be like one to two times per week. And it's usually salmon because it is rich in omega-3 fatty acids. And I definitely eat that type of diet. I also walk a lot, like I said, pretty religiously. And that's not something that was ever forced onto me. It's something that I, believe it or not, I was just thinking about this yesterday on my walk, on my hike where walking really became a meditative thing for me March of 2020 when the whole pandemic started really um you know I'm the type of person that I don't I don't like to be cooped up in the house for too long and so you know I started taking advantage of those daily walks around my neighborhood you know even if it was just a couple minutes and that was the intention and then these couple minutes ended up turning into an hour or more. And then I started walking beyond the neighborhoods. I started walking the whole town and slowly but surely I was a walking fool. And um, yeah, it just, it, it brings me a lot of nourishment and I highly enjoy it. So, the, you know, moving my body naturally is definitely something I do. I, I eat a pretty similar diet to the Blue Zone diet. Um, community is huge for me as well. You know, I talk about that all the time on this podcast and, um, you know, having, having a community of people like-minded souls in particular, you know, cause connections are great and all, but if it's surface level and you're not really, you don't necessarily feel your best around those people, then those really aren't the connections you want to be having because those aren't going to be fulfilling you and making you feel good and making you feel like you're thriving. You want to be around connections that are, for me, it's conscious connections. And lately I've been explaining it more as like just 
beyond conscious connections, but I just want like, I really want soulful connections. I want to relate to someone on a soulful, empowering level. So yeah, and then, you know, just over time, these things will become literally second nature and it will become your lifestyle. It won't be a thing that you are dreading or you have to check off the list. And if you don't, then, you know, you'll feel bad or you'll feel worse. Like this is all our choice. This is the reality that we create. And so how do you want to create your reality for yourself? And how can you incorporate these things in your lifestyle that would become your reality? So let me know what you thought of the things I talked about in this episode. I always love learning about ways to take care of yourself in really healthy, natural ways. Because at the end of the day, right? When you're doing these things, when, when you're taking care of yourself on a natural level at your own, you know, free will on your own, it's like, it really is the most empowering thing. And that's, that's what we're all about here in the empowered place is to stay empowered on how we take care of our, not, not only emotional, but our physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. That's empowering. And that's, that's the level that we're all trying to strive at. We will strive and therefore thrive in this empowered place. So let me know what you thought of this episode. Definitely write a review for the podcast if you have not already. Also, if you are not on my email list, girl, what are you waiting for? Sign up for that in the show notes. Um, yeah, you're definitely going to want to get that because these are these are things that you you basically when you are signed up for my email list, you hear from me more frequently than you do on this podcast because the podcast has become a bi-weekly release. So I tend to release episodes every two weeks. Now, with the email list, you're going to get a lot more frequent updates at least once a week. You're going to get little goodies and little treats here and there. And when I say treats, I mean like the stuff that you would have to pay for a class for somewhere else. You know, these are like little snippets here. They are personal videos just for you. But this is also just exciting because I get to film breathwork videos for you guys for you to do on your own with me with the pre-recorded videos. I'm also going to start doing um, recording meditations. I'm going to be releasing those soon. Just, just audio meditations, you know, where you sit in silence or focus on your breathing. We're going to be releasing that stuff. We're going to be releasing updates on the podcast through the email list. And, you know, I also keep you updated on my life on there and what's, you know, what's happening with me. And of course, as always, empowering and inspirational tidbits to lighten your day a little bit more. Remember, I'm all about community here. So the more people I have on my email list, the more community we can all have together. If that's something you're interested in, definitely sign up to receive those emails in the show notes below. 
and I will talk to you on next week's episode. Until then, stay empowered. I love you. Bye. Hey, sweet one. Thanks for tuning in today. If you'd like to stay connected with me and this community for more exclusive content like special offerings, meditations, breathwork, and embodiment videos, then sign up in the show notes to become a part of the Empowered Email Community. If you are interested in working with me as a private client for coaching, you can book your free clarity call for my six-month mentorship in that same link. My one-on-one program is an intimate and safe container with me where we dive deep into your subconscious and shift paradigms so you can actually create a life you love on your own terms. If you found value in this episode, I love hearing your takeaways in a short review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're an active listener, you have the option to support the podcast with a monthly contribution. Whether it's by writing a review or giving what you can, you are helping other magical humans like yourself find this magical community. Thank you for being here. You are in the right place. You are in the empowered place.